everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Benchwarmers Anonymous. Thank you for joining us again this week. I'm Corbin. And I'm Eli. Uh, this week, we actually had some fan mail, a letter in the mail from uh, my friend Mason, co-worker at Good Old Food Lion. He sent us some questions he'd like us to cover in this episode, so we're going to see what we have to say about his questions. First one is about Deshaun Watson. Also asked about Big Ben and then Steph Curry. And then we're also going to end with uh, the news a couple days ago about Tiger Woods' wreck that he got into. But first, we're going to start off with the first question he asked, which was, Corbin, would you like to read his first question? Yep. So, everybody, Mason's first question is actually for you specifically, Eli. With one of the rumor teams that Sean Watson wants to be traded to, that being the Panthers, what would you be willing to give up to get him on the team? Great question, Mason. Um, I've actually thought about this. I was talking to my da- talking with my dad about this today, and because um, I, I saw a headline today about Deshaun like reiterating with his head coach that he doesn't want to be in with the Texans anymore. So I feel like that trade's getting more and more likely as the days go by. So. I feel like three first-round picks is a good number. And then, as much as I hate to say it, I think we'd have to put McCaffrey in there. As much as I like him as a player and I want to keep him, I feel like that that's the player they're going to want back. And I also wouldn't be surprised if we threw in Teddy Bridgewater. But I'm not exactly sure the finances of his deal. I feel like if we include... McCaffrey has probably a lot of salary. So, yeah, I think my final answer would be three first-round picks and Christian McCaffrey is what I think would be what I'd be willing to give up. And then maybe a defensive player, maybe like Shaq Thompson, our linebacker, but no, not like Brian Burns or any of our core defensive players. But Shaq Thompson, he's a solid kind of young defender. So I feel like him and McCaffrey – are a good player base, and then those three draft picks are good as well. So if I, if I was a GM, that's what I'd offer the Texans. Well, we do know from previous weeks they're looking for two defensive stars. So um, in all honesty, with that being said, I, I think they look at the um, Shaq and Brian Burns combo in my honest opinion. However, I think using McCaffrey gives that leverage that um, McCaffrey, he could be the uh, replacement for David Johnson and that DeAndre Hopkins trade from um, this previous season. Um, I just, I, I, I think the Panthers have pieces that they could definitely put forth to make that trade happen if that is uh, definitely what they want to go forth with. Yeah, I agree. I just don't see many teams, if any teams, being willing to give two defensive stars or young stars is what the Texans wanted. I mean, you're upgrading your quarterback position a lot with Watson, but then if you get rid of two of your main defenders, then that's kind of it's kind of like adding adding to your offense a good bit, but also subtracting your defense and probably leaves you in about the same spot you were. So I feel like Brian Burns is one of those players that the Panthers will have a tight grip on and won't even 
bring his name up in trade talks. But right. that's just me. But I guess we'll just see in the coming weeks who gets who gets desperate quick sooner, the Texans or the teams that are willing to trade for Watson. Right. I completely agree. So let's move on to question number two for Mason. It is being reported that Big Ben will be back with the Steelers next season. How will that impact the AFC North by him staying or leaving? Uh, if you don't mind, Eli, <laughs> I have the take on this one. I told you guys last week, I definitely think the Browns are the front runners for that division in years to come. Um, so I, I still think that even with Big Ben returning, I, I think it can be a toss-up between the Steelers and the Browns, but I ultimately think the Browns are young and that young core is figuring things out uh, pretty fast. So um, I, I, I just think it makes it that much more competitive in the AFC North. Yeah, you also – you didn't even bring up the Ravens. Who, I mean, they kind of had a down year this year, but they were also – they had a lot of COVID problems, which you feel like next season COVID will be hopefully in the rearview mirror. And I still feel like the Ravens, if they get Lamar, another wide receiver or two, then I think they'll be another team right in the mix of it, of that division. Because, I mean, the Steelers and Ravens always play each other tough. And um, But, yeah, I agree with you. The Browns, they surprised – well, they didn't really surprise a lot of people, but they met ex- expectations and more this past year. So um, I, I really think it's their division to lose next year, if we're being completely honest, right. regardless of with of whether or not Big Ben comes back. Because, I mean, if he, if he does come back, he's a year older, has another year of wear and tear on his body. He's probably going to be slower, not be able to throw the ball as far. But if he doesn't come back, I mean – who else is going to be their quarterback? Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins? It's not – prospects aren't too good looking for them either way at the quarterback position. Right. So, yeah, I'm just interested to see what happens. But at the end of the day, I think that they'll be chasing the Browns regardless. And I think that I think that whole division is just becoming more competitive. Um, the Bengals, even as young as they are, are – putting pieces together, I believe. Um, I don't think they're to that point yet, but give it about another three to five years. I, I think the AFC North is going to be a definite powerhouse in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Bengals, they, I get, it all depends on Joey Burrow, Joe Burrow, and just how he comes back from his injury. But um, if if he's able to come back healthy and they're actually going to be able to protect him and put people around him to, uh, you know, block for him, then um, I think they're in a good position. they got a nice young head coach, and uh, their defense still needs some work. But, you know, this, they're another one of those young teams who could make a leap just in a couple of years. And, I mean, you think about the Steelers, they're – I mean, their quarterback's getting old. I think their center just retired, Pouncey, and then some of their defensive players are getting older. So right. it'll be interesting. Also, I mean, you have the possibility of J.J. Watt still hanging up in the air. I know he's been linked to the Steelers and Browns in that division, so he could shake things up too. Right. And I I, I think that's um, – Mason, I know you asked about Big Ben, but I really think J.J. Watt 
becomes the difference maker for that division as a whole. Um, wherever you add him, that's just going to give them the upper edge on uh, on the line. And like I said last week, I, I think the Browns are going to start becoming Super Bowl favorites pretty fast, and adding J.J. Watt could be a very big um, deal as well. While we're on the topic of J.J. Watt, a lot of uh, conspiracies coming on Twitter and stuff. I don't know if you've kept up with that. Um, I have a little bit. I think it's very interesting takes that are happening in the Twitter world at the moment. Um, I think my favorite is he said something about a nap and the takes that come out of it are people saying him going to the Vikings. It's been a very interesting and uh, entertaining time on Twitter. I'm loving the J.J. Watt free agency uh, memes. Yeah, I think it's funny just in today's age of social media, just how you can post one thing and then it can be interpreted 50 different ways by 50 different people. And then, I mean, they're making their decision, his decision for him right now. It's just entertaining to watch. Um, I don't have the time to stare at social media and draw these conclusions like half these people do, but it sure it is entertaining to watch. I agree with you on that. Oh yeah. (laughs) And, uh, well, I guess we can go ahead and move to Mason's third and final question, uh, which is, with Steph Curry playing on a similar level to his amazing MVP season, why is he not getting more love and attention? Um, I'll start with my opinion on this. I think part of it is kind of forgot about Steph Curry, honestly. You know, uh, he was hurt pretty much, or most, I guess about half of last year, and KD left the Warriors – they don't really get as much televised games anymore. They, Well, they sucked last year, and then this year they're not as good, but, I mean, better than last year. But I think they're, they were a team that we saw all the time for about three, four years, uh, period of years. And um, now they're kind of just not old news, but they're just not as much in the news. Clay Thompson hasn't played in, like, two years. So I think people – I mean, they also, they play on the West Coast, so they have all these 10-30 games. I personally don't stay up that late to watch all the games. But I think people have just really forgotten and or don't notice what he's doing right now and how similar it is to that year where he was the unanimous MVP. Right, and I agree. I think another thing is, uh, Eli, when we looked it up, I believe he, they're eighth seed in the West right now. Um I think that makes a big difference. Uh, I know LeBron James is up there. Um, I think we said Joel Embiid is in the running. Um, And I I know when they do make that decision, a lot of – a major part of it is how well is your team performing. Um, So I I think that is a contributor. Also, not only in the Western Conference, but also – in the division, you also have LeBron James, who we said is always a front runner for MVP. So I, I think that takes a little bit of the limelight as well. Um, but I, I agree with what you said as well, Eli. They they haven't been in the media in the limelight as they were for that half a decade stretch where they were constantly in the finals. 
So I, I think that is a large contributor as well. Yeah, I mean, he's still – he's one of those players where he's good for about two or three highlights a game, it seems, either like some ridiculous three-point shot or some layup he just throws up and bounces in. But he's he's a really fun player to watch, and uh, I think he has been for a while. And he kind of – honestly, if we're, if we're being honest, I feel like he just – he was the main um, reason the NBA shifted towards, uh, like it or not, all these three-point shots and just giving up open layups to kick it to the guy in the corner for a three. I think he's the reason the NBA's shifted to that, and now there's so many players similar to him, such as somebody like Damian Lillard, who their ga- their games are really similar, and you hear more about Lillard in the MVP, MVP talk, at least this season, than Curry and just you have all these players who are similar to Curry now but they're not the name we've heard for so long which is Curry so I think it's part of the casual fan getting tired of hearing about Curry and then being interested in these new players like Lillard but I don't know it's also I think it's just a a mix of different reasons personally right I completely agree so Eli this brings us to our next topic Tiger Woods is in the news again. Um, This time, he was in a one-car, single-car wreck. Um, Would you like to fill everyone in a little bit on that? Yeah, well, honestly, as of Thursday night, I haven't had too much uh, details, which I think that's good for him and his family, just their privacy. But I think it happened early, a couple mornings ago, just like you said, a single-car wreck. The car looked pretty bad. Um, looked like he just ran off the road. Who knows? May have been texting or falling asleep or uh, daydreaming about the perfect drive or what. But I don't know. But he just ran off the road and um, they had to use the jaws of life. I believe that's the term for yep. the things where you, you like pry the door open and pull them out. And right. said he had some serious leg injuries, and uh, but nothing appeared to be fatal. Last I saw, I don't know. I know there's always like 20 different uh, websites reporting it, but for about everything reliable that I saw, it didn't appear to be life-threatening, which is good for him, great for his family, and uh, just kind of puts things into perspective. Just uh, talking, we, I mean, we have a show about sports. These athletes, they're people too. They're they're not immortal. I mean, right? He's he's probably done golfing, but golf's the probably the last thing on his family's mind right now. Right, and I, I I did read today as well that uh, he went through an emergency surgery um, to get rod screws, pins, and uh, something about releasing the muscle that they said probably saved him from losing his leg. Um, so very, very serious uh, situation, and he's in very uh, serious condition as well. Yeah, Um well, I, I think the the main takeaway is that he's – it'll probably take him a while to recover, but just that he's walking the way with his life, that's a that's a blessing for him and his family, his fans. But I think looking at him and his golfing career kind of switch gears, I think he's one of those athletes you can kind of compare him to like Michael Jordan of the 90s. I think pretty much everybody, regardless of – um, how much you like or watch golf. Like, I never watched golf at all growing up, but I knew exactly who Tiger Woods was. I feel like that's for most of people 
our generation, he's one of those names that everybody recognizes, whether being in the news for a good golf tournament or for bad stuff. Like, uh, I think he cheated on his girlfriend or wife, or and she chased him with a golf club or whatever. So just he's one of those guys that's really well known, and I kind of put him in the Jordan level of like popularity as an athlete. Would you agree or disagree? I, I completely agree. I, I think everyone knows, regardless of, like you said, their um, focus on golf, if they like golf, don't like golf, I think everyone knows who Tiger Woods is. Um, I, I think everyone knows him more than um, athletes that are in some of the most common sports. So I, I completely agree with you there. Yeah, his son too, Charlie Rhodes, not Rhodes, Woods. He's uh, that dude's a, that kid's a stud. He could easily beat me. Not that saying much. Um, not too good, but he's like what, like eleven or twelve, and I think he's already he's gonna be the next big thing in golf. He's right. already getting groomed for it. I also read today this will be the uh, teacher and me coming out, <laughs> but <laughs> it says had he not been wearing a seatbelt the outcome of the crash probably would have been much different. The seatbelt, it says, saved his life. So, um, very big deal. Listeners, wear your seatbelts. That's right. Um, Benchwarmers Anonymous supports safe driving and seatbelts. Safety in every level. That's Um, right. (laughs) But very sad day, I think, for sports. Um, very glad that was the result. You know, we're just over a year without Kobe. Um, so I, I think that would have been another giant tragedy that thankfully, um, was avoided. Thankfully he's okay. Like you said, athletes are people, they're, they're people first. So, um, just hope for a, a very speedy recovery for him in the future. Yeah, that's right. Um, I I saw I was listening to another podcast actually, not as good as this one, but it's still a pretty good one. And they were talking about um, how he's like at this point in his life, his main focus is on being a father and not golf anymore. Golf secondary. So I just thought that was nice to see. I'm sure the kids appreciate that. Obviously, and just realizing you're a father first is right. good for him. Right, and um. I'm sure that's a scary situation for his whole family. And I'm sure they are all in a very much better place knowing that he's okay. Um, Because like I said, being that year out of Kobe, I'm sure, I'm sure that was one of the first things that crossed their mind. So Mm -hmm. um, just very, very glad that the situation turned out the way it did because it obviously could have been much, much worse. Yeah, you think he'll golf again? Um, professionally at least. From from what I've read, with the kind of surgery, I I think this might be it might be done. Um, unfortunately, because we know he had a couple years, uh, he dropped down a little bit. But here yeah. recently, he's been back on a very high point in his career so i'd like to say yes he'd golf again but at this point um 
he he's very intelligent. I think he'll take a lot of things into consideration. Um, so I I really think it's just something that not immediately, but possibly as time progresses. Yeah, just gonna have to wait and see. Which, I mean, that's the last thing anybody's thinking about right now. But you know, right. it's always nice to speculate. <laughs> I mean, and he's 45 years old now. This, yeah. Um, still golfing at a high level, so I, I I just think it's, is he, will he be ready after this? How is his, uh, how bad are his injuries going to be long-term? Um, in all honesty, like you said, he's wanting to become a dad now, be there just for his kids. His son is obviously going to turn pro yeah. eventually. So um, may, maybe he moves away from the player to coaching spotlight. Um, mm. Who knows what yeah. the future holds? Like I said, that's that's for him. But at the moment, just prayers up that he gets better and um, can make it through. All right, before we end, quickly, figured just do this. Uh, kind of a minor headline, but – since it's concerning the Colts, figured get your opinion on it, Corbin. So I think it was news a couple of days ago. Michael Pittman, who's going into his second year, wide receiver, had about 400 yards last year and a touchdown. Whereas number 11, which is the same number as newly acquired Carson Wentz, and Pittman said he would not be giving up his number for Carson Wentz. Well, uh, you have any thoughts on that situation? So um, pretty much from what I've read. It was a very positive conversation between the two. Um, Carson Wentz asked, what's the likelihood? And Pittman said it's not going to happen. You know, if a quarterback comes in and says, I want 11 and demands it, that's probably who's going to get 11. However, I I think it speaks a lot of volume on Carson Wentz. He asked, um, he accepted that Pittman said no and, uh, I, I believe Pittman said that Wentz made the statement that it's okay. I was willing to change anyways or something along those lines. So um, I think it just gives him a testament to how how good of a person he is. I think it uh, already is showing what kind of leadership qualities he has and what kind of relationships he's um, willing to establish now that he's been newly acquired and that um, he's coming into work and wants to get better with the guys around him. He's not worried about the small things. So that, that gets me really excited for the season coming up. Yeah, I understand that. Also, I will say this. for If I was a wide receiver in the NFL, I wouldn't want to make if, – like if, if the quarterback has the number I have, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to be very nice to that quarterback because, you know, He's the one throwing him balls. The more balls he catch, catches, the more money he's going to make. So I'd give it up for the quarterback in the heartbeat. But that is nice of Wentz and very admirable not to force it. And I guess I do respect Pittman for standing his ground, I guess. But if that were me in the situation, I'd just do whatever the quarterback wanted. Right. So um... – Now that we've discussed all of our topics for the day, we'd like to say thank you all again. Uh, Mason, we'd like to say thank you for 
uh, reaching out to us, giving us these questions, making us think a little bit. Um, guys, if you have any um, ideas, DM us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, email. Twitter is Benchwarmers Anon. Um, Instagram is Benchwarmers Anonymous. Uh, Gmail is Benchwarmers Anonymous at gmail.com. Give us a like, give us a follow. Um, shout out to us on your social medias. Again, like we said, have something in the works for you guys that's going to help you in the coming weeks. Um, have ideas, shoot us an email or a DM so we can talk about it in the future. That's right. Once again, Mason, appreciate it. Glad we make your work weekend work days much more enjoyable. It's quotable from the email. Uh, we'll continue to keep putting them out for you. Um, yeah, just hit us up with anything. We're all ears open to encouragement, criticism, or ideas. So, yeah, just looking to keep this thing growing. And uh, anything you guys throw in along the way is helpful as well. So, once again, I've been Corbin. I'm Eli. And this has been Benchformers Anonymous. Thank you. Thank you.